Welcome back to the music corner, Rift 808s. It's your boy Nate. It's your boy Trent. Dollar Shave Club. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, today we're doing another fun topic, fun music topic here. Uh, we will be discussing metal bands in today's day and age and how they seem to be getting on the repetitive side what needs to change how they got on the repetitive side etc etc and we'll be talking about all different subgenres within metal and all that it'll be fun it'll be a good time and uh full disclosure uh, if you hear another voice uh bb sebastian's girlfriend is the peanut gallery as she put it of this episode so say hello bb to the audience what's good i'm back <laughs> <laughs> that's right like third time now second or third time second because i oh yeah i did the the because i made the i can't remember the name of the band but i basically said they sound like every angsty disney xd movie where they're like everybody sucks except for it was just some real oh isn't it like newfound glory i think that might have been i think that was because it was a pop punk band that like it sounds like a pop punk band even that was an episode that i wasn't on correct yeah because we talked about you you filled in for me yeah, mm-hmm. I became, yeah. I, you didn't notice but i was like actually like i had the whole game set up and everything i had like everything like i was just right from your room that was me just right yeah recorded it all from there yep for sure from my basement yeah. just without me knowing <laughs> <laughs> right. recording behind me while i played destiny <laughs> there you go all right so let's start then here so um i'll start with like the direction that we'll take this in first so it's very obvious that metal bands i feel like this is like a big thing with metal really because i mean i mean yes it is in rap too where like everyone does start to sound the same and all but like i feel like there's at least some sort of diversity with rap in some way or another whereas with metal you get like the same riffs or like you know that's just barely you know a little bit different here and there you get even the same uh album art styles at times too i feel like that's a big thing and like a lot of them are just like going based off one another so like uh going around the circle here uh let's start with you sebastian what's a band that you think is very big with uh being repetitive or copying off somebody uh in terms of you know the sound style etc uh, I know a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I'm going to talk about a whole entire genre because I can name a couple bands within it as well just to help it, but Gent. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, as much as I love, you know, the creation of it and how it became a thing through the internet of all uh, mediums and uh, how it was found through, like, you know, YouTubers and, of course, earlier bands kind of had it before it became, like, an actually named genre – but when you hear Jen, when I hear Jen, when most people hear Jen, one thing I will say is, yeah, there can be some cool things done with it, but it's a lot of the same thing. You know, Trent and I will always joke around, you know, zero one, zero one, palm you, palm you, you know, it's just very much uh, similar to one another. I was gonna say, that's that's you know, exactly that's what it is, you know, <laughs> right. And like, of course, that's what the genre is. And there are cool bands out there that can be uh, very you know experimental with it uh one band i can talk about in particular being periphery when they first started they were insanely uh unique to the genre and the metal landscape as well so over time of course they decided to kind of just keep repeating the same formula um you know i'm not saying they're not talented it's just sometimes when it works it works you know, and they just kept doing it so they can churn out, you know, more hits after another. And then other bands came in later on, like Drusev Stalin, who I, uh, oh, well, we saw with uh, Rest Repose. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about him recently, so I thought I can shout him out. He's a great musician, but mm-hmm. obviously when you hear Gent, you know, that's most of it that comes out. And then you also have uh, smaller bands as well you know uh that go through and even youtubers like uh you know of course jared dines the king of gent and like even like rob scallon who would do it a lot and uh like stevie t and all that and you know k-mac you know all those guys are gentlemen yeah yay peanut gallery hot take i don't hot take i don't like stevie t i I, I don't either it depends on the day for me um i like some of his stuff because he does have some like 
pretty like funny gags and stuff but he did get a little bit like repetitive after a while not just only like that, you know the john Rogen. right <laughs> so, not only that, not the, but, like, it's like the way that he does the videos he oversells it he overdoes it. everything yeah. with his like facial expressions and all i'm like okay like we get it <laughs> Mm-hmm. you're being weird and funny like calm down yeah like now the rivalry between um this is probably a good uh segue into this um the rivalry or quote rivalry uh between jared and him like it, it was a good gag um and everything um but yeah, if i'm looking at or just going off that list on my head if i had to pick people that like if i had to put them in like a a rating system like just those four people that you named um Jared would probably be on top. Uh in terms of like K-Mac. originality. In terms of just like liking and originality as well. Gotcha. Uh just as a whole. Uh it'd probably be Jared on top because uh I mean I, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh and for him to rise that quickly to be one of the biggest uh I mean, what do they call him? I can't I don't remember what they call him. Uh, just like I mean, YouTubers. That so, some YouTube. some about it's some about like guitar tuber or something. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain name for him. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um. Yeah. I I did. Uh. During Christmas, I donated. Um. To Jared's uh, charity fund for kids who. Um. Wanted instruments for Christmas but couldn't afford to buy them. I I did donate some money to there. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah. Just as a you know, little gift. Um, I didn't win anything from it. Um, I wasn't expecting to win anything from it. Um, but there was obviously, you know, some prizes here and there. Um, but yeah, Jared's probably number one. Then K-Mac because K-Mac was the first person I found out uh, of like that style of just doing random shit and making it a video. It was like the first one I, I saw was the uh, the Blackbirds video. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best combination yeah, me every time uh yeah i, I love k mac he's a great guy uh, and then rob scallon i haven't watched as much uh more recently um actually fuck i'm stupid i would actually i'm gonna f- i got five we'll go five here uh so number one is jared number two is k mac number three is davy love davy well, Davey's not really a gent tuber, though. Not not really gent tuber, but he's done he's done you know gent twenty. What he was a gent twenty nineteen. He was in right, right. right uh, and he's that. yeah, and he's done some some stuff with Rob Scallon. So I will, I can I don't know, kind of count him. He's made appearances, <laughs> um, but yeah, I will, we'll keep him off then. Um, yeah, then Rob Scallon and then uh, Stevie. I don't even I didn't count Stevie on the list honestly because like he's just he's not somebody that I watched uh, or even liked for that matter. I tried to like him, but I, I'm on the same boat as Nate here. Just me, eh. me, right? Me, yeah. Um, yeah. For me, uh, on this uh, the subject of Jen, still, uh, yeah, Sebastian, you're like absolutely right about how like it's a very repetitive genre. I mean, like. It, you go to like any gen show or hear any gen song or album and like there's some sort of similarity from one from like you know a few years ago and are you motherfuckers ready like okay all right i didn't think that was gonna come out like that i was hoping i was hoping that i was like my voice is gonna crack when i tried to do it that was fair it was good that was a solid one solid screen bro I don't. I don't do vocals. But. <laughs> um, but like, it's so hard though to like become original with that idea when everyone else has already done it. You know, I mean, like everyone. Let's be fair here. They're all kind of going based off of Mashuga. I I feel like at least for like a good chunk of it, considering Mashuga yeah. was like the first band to like put that on the map that genre and style and good on them too i mean hell you got to give credit where credit's due even if you listen to like newer mashuga while it does sound like you know it's mashuga at this point it's still you know that these are the founding fathers of this genre over here but that is a genre that definitely could use some sort of like boost a rework a rework yes something yeah to make it me using gaming terms give it a give it a rework (laughs) or a buff (laughs) reimagine it dude nerf pop music (laughs) 
<laughs> bring gent into pop music that would be something yeah. poppy could do that poppy, poppy could, could totally do that shit for like another album if she, if she decides to stick with the the metal route that she's currently at yeah although you know i i remember uh what do we we said like what uh i remember because on the episode we talked about prog uh when we talked about my sugar um it says something about like uh like all the all the prog bands of like the 60s 70s 80s being like the the founding fathers of you know what gent came to be and like um mm-hmm. what do we we said like mushiga was um like for, uh for gent yeah i can't remember what the fuck we said about him not f- pioneer pioneer thank you pioneer, yeah yeah mushiga was like the pioneers of that because like anytime i hear mushiga the first song that comes to my head is fucking future brain machine dude. oh right oh, right and like yeah, and like like we said with that episode too, like it's just amazing how like they went from like a thrash band to like a gent band. Like they they yeah. changed it up. They actually did change their style and to and made it into something that was like both original and fun and different than what anyone else was doing at the time. You know, yeah. like the late. 90- and then when you look at uh, my bad, you can go to it. Oh, I was gonna say like in the late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, who sounded like Mashuga? You know, especially when uh what the new cyanide christ song whatever the fuck that one's called new millennium cyanide christ yeah yeah yeah, like that That song is a fucking banger that is an incredible song that song song is so good like nobody was doing that i mean that's uh is that chaos fear yes that's chaos fear yeah and because like new metal was at probably its highest it would ever be at that time you know maybe a couple mm-hmm. more years after and gent and Prague probably was still you know well below that and then you know times change michelle continues to grow and bada bing bada boom you get gent in the next 10 years it's crazy yeah. it's absolutely crazy how like everyone kind of copied that style and is still somehow like after like the first couple albums it seems like from those bands it they just start being repetitive you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, that's like one thing i've yeah i really noticed on that one especially because um, like, like you were saying like periphery like yeah like the first couple albums yeah. bangers and then after that it's like all right this is good but this is kind of sound the same here <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. and like like it's i we, we we i know we talked about it but like prog gent and all that stuff it's 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 in the same boat as metalcore because there's only so much you can do perfect leeway by the with way it. <laughs> like I was actually gonna like start talking yeah. about metalcore here because, but it's just it's it's hard, right? Now going on to that like real quick here, I'll I'll go next here because I was gonna like I'll, I'll ask you a uh, trend like what you uh, you think which genre or band even is like very repetitive with one another, um unless Sebastian did you have anything else you wanted to add? I know we kind of like went off of that off you a lot on that one. Yeah, with um. Yeah, I I mean it'll it'll probably my argument will probably go more into the metalcore uh, okay. discussion, so I'll I'll just save it for that more Perfect. more of less just because I feel like my argument here would just overlap. Yeah, I got you, I got you. I'll make this like metalcore and deathcore because both of those very similar boats here and very similar situations where it's like every year you'll find like the next new metalcore band that is very hyped it's even overhyped at times and sounds exactly like every other metalcore band but because they're new and fresh and like they do a different breakdown it's they're they're the shit now i won't deny that there's some bands that are like that that i still really love like currents for example we reviewed them last year uh the way it ends i loved that album but like without a doubt that album can be any metalcore band you know and uh for me i know you guys aren't too familiar with the genre as much as i am but i can say without a doubt that bring me the horizon and even architects are the two bands that bands will copy off of a lot because of what they've done in the genre and like how they've changed their sound because bring me the horizon is always one step ahead of every other band in that genre because they were the first ones to bring metalcore uh i shouldn't say mainstream but like they... no, i was gonna say mainstream because like a lot yeah. of if you look at uh like us the newer generation well not like well i just i'm not gonna say newer gen but our generation like what did what did we listen to when we were and a lot of it was like bmth stuff like that because it was newer you know mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's what um they really just put their name, name out with 
the quote new style that they had. Right. Um, and I think I think that's what made them be that one step ahead or made them like be the one on top of those newer bands of that exactly style. because like you'll you have ring of the horizon then like with some paternal and even that's the spirit that were both very radio friendly and then next thing you know of mice and men is coming out with like a album similar with restore and force and then memphis mayfire and then even ice nine kills years later and you know wage war i prevail like these are all bands that are like going off of that similar style that are making it big because it's something that everyone can enjoy but they're not offering anything that new you know and if it is new it's nothing interesting even like i know like i prevail on their second album changed it up a little bit i don't know if you guys have heard of them maybe i prevail i have not listened to i i've done a little bit of i prevail listening and i can i can definitely see that you know uh you know hair uh let's copy and paste this like quick like that we found <laughs> like, really? band, you know kind of sound i'm not saying copy that's a rip but it's it's true it's true i mean even um another band that like a lot of bands like to copy off of uh a day to remember that's another big one especially if you're combining pop punk with metalcore that is like that's the number one band that you're gonna like you know take some sort of influence from because they were like the biggest ones to do that to incorporate pop punk with screaming more in their music like metalcore screaming um but yeah it's really Go ahead, Whenever John. you're done, I want to make a comment about pop punk. Go, go ahead. I didn't really have anything specific. Oh no, I was just like, especially like with like a, uh, a day to remember and stuff. Like that's also another band that I I wanted to bring up because like that is another band I remember being introduced to as a little kid, like when I was like five or six from uh, a good like family friend of mine because um, they were older. Um, I was the the youngest of the oldest uh, when I came to family stuff. Mm. Um, so I was always getting influence from the old people. Um, so like a day to remember, bring me the horizon, even like a little, I don't know, maybe a little slipknot back then, but I don't remember too far back. Um, but all of like the pop punk stuff is like what I grew up with when I was with the, you know, the kids. Um, so yeah, I just like, I think it was, there was a few other ones. Um, maybe not ice nine kills. Um, but yeah, they were much later I, anyway. Just, just pop punk in general. I feel like pop punk really defined our generation. Oh, 100%. which is really weird to say. <laughs> it it did though. Like yeah, Green it Day, and Blink, we, that was huge. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you got the the side of it, the more punk side, and then the more, um, some of it was more poppy. Um, but no, yeah, definitely like Green Day, Blink. I didn't. I still don't really like Blink-182. Um, I I still know all the lyrics to I Miss You, but that's besides the point of me not liking them. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, um, but I guess like a final thought for the whole – well, actually, no, not even final thought in general. Like for the final thing with Metalcore, it's just like a lot of bands will just like, you know, th- those few that I mentioned were the ones that like a, a lot of bands even today will go off of. Now with Deathcore, Deathcore is – not even that much of a specific band. I mean, yes, there are bands that are definitely like big influences in deathcore, like you know, Suicide Silence, Whitechapel, uh, you know, uh, Job for Cowboys first EP. You know, Die Art, yeah, Die Art, yes, yes, yes. And while that's true, I don't think necessarily. Good call Sebastian. Wait, what'd you say? I said it was a good call on Sebastian's part for uh, Die Art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like. I don't know if they are even, like, bands that I would consider, like, that everyone copies off of. It's just the genre and the sound that everybody copies off of. That one is just, like, I'm going to take from this band and this band and this band nobody knows of. I'm just going to, like, you know, rehash riffs with that and make it sound heavier and make it sound, you know, totally the same as anything else that you would hear. And with Metalcore, with Deathcore, with gent there's always the few exceptions that are like okay they're doing something cool like make them suffer who adds uh you know orchestral or not orchestral but like um like like more symphonic piano-y kind of stuff in their music and it's still like deathcore and stuff like that so it's like all right that's cool that's different and even shadow of intent they'll throw in some like you know piano here and there and to like you know a fucking like face melting guitar riff with blast beats but you know that deathcore is way more rehashed than metalcore i would say and that's like 
kind of like the, I think for me it's a ballsy statement to say but it's so true because I mean like you listen to Deathcore it's like okay yeah I get it like you listen to the Deathcore playlist on Spotify you won't even know when one song starts and when one ends you know what I mean <laughs> I mean, it's so true. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. At least with metalcore, it's like, okay, this one I can kind of tell because there's more singing than screaming or vice versa even. But deathcore is just <laughs> next song. <laughs> like, okay. All right. All right. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. there it is. It's like the the meme about blast beats is like what defines metalcore and deathcore. <laughs> You're right. Literally. Or like somebody like if you go to like somebody like Infinite Annihilator, you know? They are like okay. that. Yeah, that's, whew, that's or like or like acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by massive oh, amounts of filthy okay, fecal fisting and sadistic septic sodomy inside the infected maggot infested womb. on. I'll stop. <laughs> 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 it's the breathing. There's a <laughs> yeah, like I I, I think I catch my breath on that. One. I got that. Uh, but no, yeah, like somebody like uh, like them as we call them, forty four. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their Gore album, then the Gore 2.0 album, or like, uh, there's one the one song that comes to me by Infinite Annihilator is uh, I don't like to say it, but uh, C Crusher because I don't like that word. Um, yes, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that song, um, that just that completely defines it with like the whole like, you know, just the the triplets and the uh, and the blast beats and everything, and then the fun, you know, the funky guitar for a solo. You know, just the mm-hmm. going on the high, um, the high frets. You know, that's that is deathcore at its finest. For me, that's deathcore. That that's the exception that I said. That is like okay, this is like good because the the way for me to the, the way that I'm impressed with deathcore is if they incorporate some kind of other genre in their music, or if they just like can prove that they're heavier than most bands in the genre like sebastian meyer lore hello oh hello that is some heavy fucking shit my uh dan watson from enterprise earth that's his side project and uh old infant annihilator Mm -hmm. and he's the old vocalist for that band too he his side project meyer lore i don't trent i'm telling you it is some of the heaviest shit both sebastian and i have ever heard it's yeah. I mean, I really, crazy. I didn't really get into Infinite Annihilator. It's then oh shit, I gotta get closer to my mic here. It's more so I looked into it um as like somebody that like I was introduced to, and I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna listen to this because this is garbage. Right. Um, but right. like when I got when I got older, I was like, okay, you know, whatever, listen to it a little bit. I'll jam. Um, I'll jam. Yeah, I don't. I never really got into like like the really like bass um like like not. not um, but like old, you know, meta course of like you know when it was first starting up, like oh, like when it was like really underground. Yeah, when it was really underground, um, like that that stuff. Like I like that stuff if I can find it, because mm-hmm. like that, like er, like early nineties, like deathcore metalcore is like it's it's really weird because like some of it, it some of it has like a little grunge feel, right? Which it's kind of whack to like think about because I think that oh, that was, that's what's big. That's what was big at the time, Nirvana, mm-hmm. you know, and um, fuck, I'm trying to think. Our Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Creed, Alice in Chains. Yeah, like th- that stuff was coming up. So it's like. And another thing, too, is like, like the whole production value of those kind of albums, too. It's garbage. just like. It's garbage, but like it's. Dumb, it's dumpster good, fire. <laughs> but it's good for the time. For the time, yeah. like for that. It's like, okay, this is like. I, I fuck with it still, even though it's garbage and they can totally re-release it, like re-recorded. I dig it. I still dig because it's just it adds flavor to me. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, if you look at um, Rings of Saturn re-recording Embryonic Anomaly, mm-hmm. like that was like I think that's. A am good I gonna buy too. that? Maybe I might buy. I might buy the re-recorded because I I'm a sucker for Embryonic Anomaly. It's actually really good. Album. As much as I love Lugal Kian and that will forever my favorite, I didn't really like uh, get them that much. Um, it wasn't my favorite. That I was the take... last album, right? Yeah, get him. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. I only liked the husk. Okay. The husk was the best track. The husk, yeah. I mean, I loved Ulta Ula. That was an amazing album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the purple one for those of you who didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and Lugo Kian is the one with the uh, um, the one with the guy on the front. He's like holding out his arm, which is the one that I have the banner for. Uh, uh. I was gonna get the Ulta Ulu. 
I like Tulum Can better. I feel like Dingir by them. I think that's how you pronounce Dingir, it. Dingir, yeah, that's a good one. That that's, is a, that's an underrated uh, one. Yeah, my favorite one of my one of my favorite Rings of Saturn songs, uh, Faces Imploding, comes off mm-hmm. of uh, Dingir. I like Peeling like, Arteries. Dad, Peeling Arteries. That intro is like. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I yeah, love it was that. funny because like my freshman year, I used to blast Rings of Saturn because I was that bitch. <laughs> and like I'd be in class, like earbuds in, just. You know, mm-hmm. like that. That's it. It's funny. It's good shit. But, but no, yeah, I. I think, you know, metalcore and deathcore is just like now. Nowadays, it's obviously more accepted uh, than it was back then. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I think as the time goes on, like there's an. I mean, there now there's not really new styles of music. Really, I think in the short 20, 30, 40 year span that it was, it's just everything boom, 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 boom came about, and we have, it's it, we had a. It's just a big plateau now. We're, don't know what the hell we're doing. Literally. Uh, Sebastian, is there anything you wanted to add uh, with the metalcore and deathcore? Yeah, like one thing I, I was going to say is like, it, it sucks that a lot of these bands do a lot of copy and paste formula type stuff because like you said, there are so many good local acts out there and it just... It sucks that they're using their talent to sound very similar to another. And I know that's how you get exposure is because you can relate to another band's sound. So a lot of the audience from said band would come over and see them because they sound like someone else they really like, you know. And it just for me, it takes away the artistry of music. You know, the musicianship is there. The drive is there the crowd is there obviously and you know obviously it sucks that you have to make a living off of not doing any original work yourself basically i'm not saying like it's not original like 100 it just it just sucks that you have to basically fall in line with the genre parameters just so you can grow an audience size Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very unfortunate especially especially when like bands won't even try to like um promote themselves as much as like other artists will like uh, for example um corpse husband you guys know corpse husband right the rapper oh god maybe, maybe you've heard of him oh no Oh no. oh no! Oh no! Well, okay. okay. That's whether you like him or not. Whether you like him or not, that all that aside, the way he's been able to promote himself was because I mean, for one thing, he was a YouTuber who did like those horror, scary stories and everything like that, right? And also, his music blew up on TikTok, you know, and yeah, that's so... how he was able to get his stuff out there by people sharing it through through TikTok and finding out through him on YouTube no band really does that you know they don't like promotion is one of the hardest things to do it is it's very you can have the best sound but if you don't know how to promote you're not going anywhere trust sebastian and i know that because when we tried to form a band it was so hard we drove around to different places hanging up posters did you do the uh the facebook uh promoting thing there too for the ads no 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 No, we wouldn't we wouldn't do three or four different hot topics with posters Damn, you would, you did and the Spencer's. old school way. You're doing the old mm-hmm. school way of promoting, and it's like yeah, and they still have boards though. Mm-hmm. They still have promotion boards, and so does uh, Guitar Center, and the Exchange too. Even I know the North Homestead one at least I does. Think, oh yeah, yeah, we did go to the Exchange. I remember mm-hmm. we did go. I, I think I I mentioned that actually. No, Sebastian mentioned that. Um, but yeah, we went to the Exchange as well. It was it, just, it's it's the hardest thing to do. And with technology these days, nobody really checks the boards, which sucks. I was going to say, I I always check them when I'm in there because it's cool just to see. Nobody never uses that anymore, I feel like. Because I'll always walk by them and I'll I'll glance, but I'm not going to inspect it. Like, you know, as people maybe used to do. But it's still good to do it just in case, you know, you find the one person who's got like the connection. Find some cool stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're like, oh, like this band's doing this kind of sound. Like, that's really cool. Like, Mm -hmm. if I, if I had done that, like, That'd be sick as hell, but for sure. If, if, if as a shout out, if you guys go to your local, uh, you know, music shop or uh, any like, like maybe if you have a hot topic or Spencer's by, check the boards. Uh, I know Spencer's is right by their front door. Um, hot topic is by the dressing rooms, I think, for most of them. Uh, and then like Guitar Center and stuff, their stuff is usually back by like the bathrooms. Um, 
yeah, I always ask for like a board. If you like, hey, you know, is there is there like a, is there like a pin board that I can like check out or something? You know, just because it's it's fun, it's cool to see. Uh, if um, well, when like music shops were open, um, and well, that's that's a term that we use over here, music shops for like performance areas and stuff. Um, like if when they were open, you'd have like a band performing. Uh, like we've mentioned before, the grog shop. Like a lot of people went to like the grog shop or anything would post uh, posters and stuff that I've seen. So always check. And uh, as we as we've said before, uh, just support your local acts. Yeah, absolutely. When we shows start up again, go see a live a live local show, hundred percent. Yeah, honest, it might make your day. You never know. Mm-hmm. If you're having a shitty day and you're like, oh, I really got it. Like I went to the, yeah, I bought this ticket for this concert. It might make your day. You know, just the live experience really, really just like I've, I've had really shitty days before. And then I remember that I'm going to a concert. My mood is immediately 180. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've been going to concerts like my whole life. So right, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's like kind of it. Like bands need to like, you know, in that genre, at least like promote themselves a lot with like yeah. you know, anywhere they can. And like, I tried to like, actually like, as much as like TikTok comes off as like a toxic thing, and like I don't even care to use it at all, it is a good platform to promote music, a hundred percent. Because, like I said, Corpse, his song was in TikToks and everything, and his songs are like over thirty million streams. Like it's crazy, like how fast you can blow up by just having that kind of promotion. But yeah, um, yeah, and like it helps. It helps that he's big as well. You know, and mm-hmm. I actually I thought about making uh, doing like covers and stuff on TikTok, but why the hell would I do that? <laughs> Maybe we'll have like Charlie D'Amelio dance in the background while you do a cover. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like it's whatever. I mean, I I have two TikTok videos posted. One was me opening up the Sword and Shield uh, Ultimate Collector's box that is like two hundred views because I put the hashtag Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, and the other one the other one is just the 2020 wrap up that i posted oh i gotcha i gotcha um yeah. trent did you have I any band or even genre subgenre of metal that you think you know has a very repetitive background that we haven't mentioned already i it's not metal but i wanted to talk about what you and i were talking about oh i uh, yep let's do it let's do it that's fine. yeah because you and i were talking about this earlier sebastian this is uh and nate and i were waiting on just waiting on you. Um, we talked about Greta Van Fleet and that whole thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Greta Van Fleet. It took me a long time. I used to be that dick who was like, "No, I don't like Greta Van Fleet because they're just a they're fuck off Led Zeppelin." Yeah, well, that's because that's how it used to be. I used to be that guy who was like, "Oh, if they sound like this or are this, I'm not listening." And I used to just be, you know, the '70s '80s guy. Um, but it took once some. Um, Fuck! What the hell is it? Age of Man, the album. Uh, that's the song. It was the. Uh... <sighs> My God, hold on. We, I literally just had it up too because we. <laughs> Age of Man was the song that I liked. That was the only song yeah. that I liked on that album. Um, hold on. I we we just looked this up today too. It was uh Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Yeah, and when Anthem of the Peaceful Army came out in 2018, and I listened to it, um, because. I mean, the first three songs, Age of Man, Cold Wind, and When Curtain Falls, I was like, oh, shit, it's actually pretty good. Like, And I like Led Zeppelin, and I was like, and it has a Led Zeppelin feel. Um, and when... when uh, oh, what the fuck was the other... I just closed my phone. Um, when From the Fires came out, and everyone was like, oh, it's Led Zeppelin. Fuck. And then um, I remember I got my mind switched around when I watched an interview with... Uh, um, Fuck! What the hell is his name? Lead singer Led Zeppelin. I can't. Robert Plant. Um, watched an interview with Robert Plant. And he was asked about Greta Van Fleet. What he thought. He said, "You know, if if they're they're if they're good, then they're good." He's like, "I don't. You know, it doesn't matter what I think." He's like, "As long as they're playing, having fun up there on stage, pretty much. You know, that's that's all good. If they sound like us, then hey, if they took inspiration. That's good. It means it means that we accomplished something in the music world." And I was like, "Damn!" I think that's where I really like changed my music perspective around. Um, was from that interview that I watched um, because I mean it's true you know if somebody takes inspiration for you you did a good job absolutely yeah and like so. that's the thing with Greta Van Fleet is that like they are definitely like a band that is like you know 
like I was telling you earlier, they're bringing rock into the limelight. Like they're actually mm-hmm. like, you know, cause like when, when they were performing and everything, when their album was out, they were like, people were talking about them and not just yeah. from Loudwire. you know, it was, you know, the mainstream, they were there. Yeah. I mean, shit. When, I mean, black smoke rising has a million plays, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah, it was like a hundred and six million or something like that when I last. Yeah, something it. like that. And like Black Smoke Rising is it's a really good song. It's a nice chill song. Um, and actually, it's funny because I put on Greta Van Fleet sometimes when I'm driving, because uh, it's good driving music. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's like I hate that from 2010 to like 2016 ish, um, rock really got a bad name. Uh, because there was a lot of bands coming. Like I remember they they listed Five Seconds of Summer when they were big. Um, yeah. Five Seconds of Summer as the greatest rock band of the 2010s. I said, they're not rock. They might hold guitars, but they're not rock. That's pop. And I still stand by that statement, even though I'm not a little bitch now. <laughs> not a little bitch now. Because that's pop. That's what, like, I, I call bands like that pop rocks, you know? Um even though I, I, I still like pop rocks of candy, but, um, <laughs> but it's just stuff like that. Like imagine dragons pop rock, Ugh. you know, it's like, it's they're, they're, they're still pop, but they, you know, they might have a little rock influence here, but Greta Van Fleet, Greta Van Fleet is rock. That's pure rock, pure classic. That's pure rock. rock. That is, it's classic feel. It's got the hippie, you know, seventies classic rock feel, you know, a solid bass lines, um, especially in, um, when the curtain falls, like I, I still have to learn that one because it's cool. A lot of slides in it, you know, a lot of, uh, you can hear it like a John Paul Jones, um, take on it. It's really cool. So mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the one I was thinking of cause we said it. Um, I don't even know if I have another one cause I like thought about it and I was like, nah, I just want to talk about Greta Van Fleet. Well, I, um, actually I have another band that is, uh, very much compared to Greta Van Fleet as far as, uh, very leaning heavy in the influence category of a certain band instead of a certain genre, um, the Struts, um, Mm. you know, I, I know not, I don't know if you guys have listened to much of their discography. I've seen them live. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I have not listened to them because that's just not my thing. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I think it, that's it's the like, same style. It's the same style. Like I know where you're going with the Sebastian. Like yeah, it's to- I I didn't know they were compared with Greta Van Fleet, but I see it. It's he's got a very the lead singer of the Struts has a very Freddie Mercury vibe to him, which is why yeah. I think a lot of people really appreciate him and like appreciate the band. But um, for you Trent, like I can I can get why like you know if you're not behind them or anything, it's just you know yeah. You know, and like what do we fuck do we listen to? We listen to the Strokes. We listen to the Strokes. The Strokes. There's so many the S bands out there. It's so hard for the, me to the fucking Smiths. the Strokes. The, the Strokes. Okay, we don't talk about the Smiths. <laughs> um, it's there's so many, and then there's one. There's it's the and then there's a number after. We don't talk about them. Um, no one. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? Oh, I said, I said, there's one band that has the and then a number after, but we don't talk about that. Mm-mm. I I don't know. What we the, the the 1970. Oh, uh, uh, um, got him. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> I, I like some of their songs off previous albums. The last album though sucked. Yes, facts. Anyway, uh, were you saying something else though, Trent? No, yeah. I mean, it's just like there's there's so many bands like that. I don't know what the fuck like. <sighs> People that put the before their name of a band. I think that's overdone. Let's talk about that, huh? That's overdone. Putting the in the beginning of your band name. Or how about having an album where every single song starts with the? The. You've ever seen, you've never seen that? No. Okay, so like uh, a couple I can only think of from the top of my head. Uh, I think it was like maybe I Declare War, but for sure Attack Attack, one of their albums, every song started oh, with the Oh, well, that's the. Attack Attack, okay? But, we like, don't... other bands have done that. There are bands that put the in every single song uh, title for an album. It's, it's One thing, thing. I, it reminds me of Metallica, because, like, you have The Unforgiven. You know and, who but did then that? You have Shadow of Intent. Shadow of Intent. Shadow of Intent. Shadow of Intent. Really? 
they actually did that for uh which album was it? uh reclaimer every song on reclaimer starts with the except for like the first one that's just an opening track every other every song though the i mean the is the most used word in the english language so it only makes sense but yeah but or like like in my case (laughs) yeah i was listening to i was listening to last podcast episode i was like like what would like you like do? <laughs> oh, I love it. If you guys uh, haven't checked out that episode with Dylan, please go check it out. It's a good yes, episode. It was a very fun episode. I love the interview with Dylan. I oh, played with him like the I played PUBG with him the day after. Uh it was me, him and Vince and uh I don't even I don't think Vince knew about it actually. Um but we we I after Vince got off, Dylan and I like stayed up for a bit just talking to each other. And he's just, again, thanked me for having him on mm-hmm. uh, and how fun it was. And I was like, dude, I was like, I, I, that's, that's probably one of my greatest interviews is that one. Cause I, I don't know. Dylan's just my guy. He's a great guy. So. For sure. Go check out his music too. Definitely got some good music. Oh yeah. Um, Sebastian, can you, did you have anything else to say? Cause I thought like we kind of cut you off, unfortunately. Oh no, no, don't worry. Um, Actually, I was gonna just segue if uh, if if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So another kind of sound that has been overdone and overused to the point where I have kind of just hated the vocal style a lot. Um, sadly, grunge, and then later on, uh, I guess you can just say like post alternative, I guess, or something. Um, sure you know uh it's just one of those things where i can say if you were a band that was forming in the early 2000s that wanted to do rock you either sounded very poppy or you sounded like eddie vedder puddle of mud oh yeah puddle of Creed. mud i mean i can go on puddle of mud for breaking benjamin even like you know, and I, I know they go a lot heavier with their instrumentals, so I'm not talking about that part. It's just mostly the vocals for me. Uh, you know, you got Silverstein, you got um, Silverstein. Uh, Actually, I didn't. Wait, I, wait, how's, how's Silverstein? Or uh, wait, Silver- I might be th- my bad, my bad. Oh. Not Silverstein. <laughs> okay, I was like, they're post hardcore. They sound nothing like Pearl Jam. <laughs> Speaking of Breaking Benjamin, Silverchair. Really quick, Silverchair. Just, Silverchair. That's the one I'm thinking of. I want to say I used to hate Breaking Benjamin for one of those bands that I don't know. I was just like. Everyone's listening to Breaking Benjamin. I'm not going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw them live. And I was like, okay. They're good. Like, what, was it with Disturbed? No, it was with uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, that one. I, that got yeah. rained out, dude. That was a cold day. Yeah, it sucked ass. <laughs> I was at that one. That was a rough one. So bad. I left right after they did the uh, Imperial Schism snippet. Oh, really? That's, that's yeah, I cool could. One. I do so this I, I was so wet just fucking drenched and it was cold rain yeah yeah it was cold and it was blowing that's suck and like the next like couple days after i think it was like warmer because this was in the fall but it was like the one day mm-hmm. in the fall where it was just like yeah. all right this is gonna be colder than any other day for a while yeah. so fuck you it was like i had i had long johns jeans long sleeve shirt a light hoodie a jacket and a poncho fucking drenched. Yeah. It wouldn't be so worth it if you're like in the lawn. And I'm on the fucking lawn. Yeah, I was on the so lawn. Were we. So were we. The chairs were like just sinking in the ground and shit. Not worth it. Was it was so bad. I was glad I already so bad. we left after Five Finger Death Punch because I mean for me personally, I'd already seen Breaking Benjamin live anyway, so if I had missed them, I'm like I went I went for Five Finger Death Punch because I liked Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. They were um, good live. I went with uh, I went with my girlfriend. Uh, we saw it's funny. We saw Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our first concert together. We weren't dating at that point, but like right after we started dating, and then we went to Five Finger Death Punch and Breaking Benjamin. She she doesn't like Five Finger Death Punch, um, but I went mostly for Five Finger because it's Five Finger. Who opened? Fuck, uh, I can't remember who opened. It was Bad Wolves and nothing more. Bad Wolves, nothing more. Thank you. I don't really like Bad Wolves because I don't like, I don't know. I, their like, sound I, is I, I, yeah, I don't like their cover of Zombie either. I know everybody praises it, but I don't like it. No. 
It's it's I instrumentally it's and vocally it's done well, but I just don't like it. I get that. I get that. Sorry. <laughs> I like uh, the cranberries. Oh the cranberries. Yeah, right. Um uh, Sebastian, did you have anything else to say? Um, not really. I mean with with these genre with like it for me, I, I just remember hating so much of the rock bands from that time just mm-hmm. because how similar they sounded to one another and sorry mm-hmm. i didn't mean to scream out silver chair earlier but that's what i meant no yeah you're um, good <laughs> you know fucking um, silver chair silver chair yeah it just it just all sounds so similar to each other and you know i'm glad that style broke away because when the guys were trying to sound all soulful with their you know voices it just I don't know, man. It sounded so forced. I mean, obviously, when Eddie Vedder did it, it was original at the time, and it was awesome to hear, but after a while, it's like, okay, like, you know, are you going to do anything different, or are you just going to do your typical uh, formula here? Mm Mm-hmm. I get that. I get it. Um... I think a conclusion thing... we We can probably get to the conclusion part of this now. Um... Basically, bands just need to, like, start being more original. I mean, we have more originality in, like, R&B and pop than we do in metal. And that's kind of interesting to think, too, considering that, like, you know, at the time of its, you know, when it was growing, metal was, like, that. It was the different thing. It was the oddball out of, like, the mainstream pop and rock stuff, you know? So it's, like, now we've come to a point where it's... Now metal is like more uninteresting because everyone's just being repetitive. So yeah, and like 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 I said in the R and B episode, it's so hard to be original these days because there's we're influenced so easily by so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the way that we grew up. Exactly, and so and it's unfortunate you can only do so much, of course. But I mean, you know, you don't just, what if you can tell someone's trying to like you know make a change at all and they're not copying off of another band exactly then go for it you know just do something different spice it up a bit you know um one thing i can even think of is like uh i don't know if you guys remember when we reviewed this album but last year the uh the used album the one that was like mm-hmm. a post hardcore one and then like it got like a little bit funky in the middle like actual like funk and yeah. sounding and like you know just a little bit alternative here and there that was cool. Well, at first it might have been a that little was, weird. That was the one that like it had like the three parts of like and it actually changed really well. Is that that one? Wait, say that again. It's like there was like th- kind of like three parts of the album and they all kind of like changed really well. Like the first half was or first third was something that's middle was something and the last half was something like the first three or four songs were like definitely more post hardcore and a little bit like heavier sounding and then yeah the middle was like alternative and like towards the end it got like a little yeah. bit funk yeah that was yeah. that was that one it, yeah that i know i remember we, we talked about how like that was what we wanted to hear was the change and not mm-hmm. like a change that just completely 180s the album but i mean you can have a change that 180s the album does it and you do it right like ghost main did it right Perfectly. he put a transitional song in the fucking middle of the album and you knew one half was fucking hardcore him just blah, 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 blah. and then <laughs> the second half was him slower exactly and it worked out perfectly but yeah. uh yeah that's baby did you have anything to comment yeah baby we have not heard our peanut gallery in a while is is sebastian oh. even there what's up do you have anything to add yeah, oh, yeah. nope, I'm I'm adless. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut gallery, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep, that's why we have <laughs> uh, Sebastian, though, did you have any final thoughts? For, for me, uh, with music being repetitive and everything, it's, to me, why rock has been on the decline and metal and stuff like that. It's just because nobody really wants to do the whole innovative thing and you know, a lot of the fans, and I, I place this more on the fans than the actual bands themselves, but a lot of the bands are very much, you know, stagnant with their sound. 
you know, uh, they were like, well, if it doesn't sound like Slipknot, it doesn't sound like this, it doesn't sound like that, I'm not listening to it. You know, that guy, he has rap in it. Why the fuck are you putting rap on it? God damn it. Rap is crap. You know, it's funny, Sebastian and I have definitely worked with people like that when we're trying to write music. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's really... It's it's just really sad that when I think of music myself, I think of it as an art form. And art should have to change in order to be still art, you know. Um anyone can paint by numbers, but to me a true artist is someone who takes those numbers and places them in other parts of the painting. Someone who can take something that seems like it's already been done and add a new coat of paint to it you know to keep that uh, terminology going it just you need to as a metal fan you should accept change because metal is about change you know if metal has been stagnant all these years everything would just it you know completely stagnant everything would just sound like black sabbath and deep purple even now and Mm -hmm. you know there wouldn't be thrash you know there wouldn't be like harder stuff that included screaming you know there would be i'm just i'm thinking imagine all metal sounding like the self-titled black sabbath album you holy know, shit it'd be one of the most depressing things and i'm I'd be name, so like, depressed all of the time dude that would be that would be just holy wild. Shit. yeah and I, I did want to make up a point um and it's i'm not knocking anybody that we have worked with in the past but i always think about it this way that as many projects as Sebastian and I have been in, there's a reason that Sebastian and I were always in a project together because we both had a sense of originality and a sense of, okay, let's take a little style from here and here and here, you know? And Nate, I'm not knocking you. You were only for one project, but that's, yeah, that's that, besides like, the point. Went nowhere. Yeah, you were focused cool. on college and stuff. Exactly. You're besides the point. Um, but no, like Sebastian and I were always in a group together and like i didn't re- i didn't realize it back then where i was just like oh you know we're, we we like to make music but like i'm like I, we had like one that was like really hardcore we had one that was completely just prog we had a few others that were you know, just oof. It, was, it was it was hard it was hard to be the, the two people that could be original and then everyone else was like well i want it to sound like this it's like, but that's not what we're going for. We don't, we're not a cover group. Right. That it, it, It's hard, but we try. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, Dylan said once all this stuff's over, Smash and I are coming for some bet. Yeah. Making music with Dylan now. Woo. Woo. Dylan, if you're listening, keep, oh, I'm holding so. you up to that. All right. Well, that can conclude this whole episode then unless uh do you guys want to do some album recommendations bet let's do it let's do i was it. actually gonna ask about that let's do some album recommendations. yeah you got one trent want to go first no i don't have one but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um i'll go first here uh what i'm going to suggest today will be um you know um, um let's just go with uh you know Goblin, Tyler the Creator's Goblin. Why not? I'm. Sure, I might have not suggested Igor. that one. Not Igor. Not, I think I've suggested Igor though in the past. Probably. Or we, I mean, we always talk about it and praise. We it. always. I know. I listen to it like what four t- was it eleven times in a day. Yeah. I listened to it again this week. It's good. I did too, actually, a little bit. Um, but no, Goblin. Uh, his uh first studio album, not to be confused with his first mixtape, Bastard. But yeah, Goblin. Absolutely a totally different vibe than how he is now, but it's darker. I love the vibes from it and like just like the darker tones. It's good it's a good album. I mean, you got Yonkers, you got She, you know, Fucking uh, Yonkers. Troncat, dude, Yonkers is ugh. It's the best. I, I listened to that yesterday on uh, on my way home from hanging with my friends. Oh my god, dude. It still slaps. I still know the lyrics. So good. Uh but yeah, Yonkers, Tyler Creator. Uh, we'll move to you, Sebastian. What do you got for us today? For this one, I actually do have a local uh, a local band, not just an artist, but a local mm-hmm. band that I've actually had the pleasure of working aside, uh, not musically speaking, but we both go to the same job together and everything during the day. But 
um, their name is Night Drive. Uh, they are a hard rock, kind of more leaning in the, uh, I would say, more like just regular metal style riffs, very like pentatonic bass, you know, they, uh, you know, but mostly hard rock for sure. They have a female fronted group and they have, you know, typical lead guitar, you know, uh, rhythm and so on and so forth. And uh, the album I want to recommend is called Passengers. They are a great, honestly great band. You know, when a lot of like people I work with, you know, show me their show me their bands and you know projects you know most of the time it sounds like very similar to something else and whatnot you know you always have that but with this i i can say right now that i have not heard a sound like this in a while especially how they make it sound very new but also they make it you know catering to rock you know it's uh i think they do a great job they have uh you know, their vocalist to me, she has quite the range, you know, uh, similar to Heart, I would say vocal oh. style. I'm not going to say they sing uh, exactly like, you know, um, they sing exactly like, you know, lead singer of Heart. Sorry, blanking on the name there. Um, but with that being said, some of the songs I really, really enjoy are Porcelain. That one is uh, a pretty good, like, kind of arena rock sound because, you know, you can hear, like, chanting parts. That would be cool for, you know, shouting along to. And then you also have the single, uh, Passengers, as well. I really enjoyed that one. And even Reflections. Uh, that one I really like as well. That one, you know, tells a story of looking back on your life and, you know, where you have gone and where you're going and kind of, like, you know, falling into slumps and also getting highs, you know, in your life as well. So it's overall a really cool band. Uh, I've been talking to them, and maybe we can have them on sometime soon uh, if I can make things work. But, yeah, they're a really cool group. Um, you know, the drummer's name is Sebastian as well. Very hey. cool guy, too. Um, you know, just a bunch of cool guys. And honestly, I heavily recommend you check them out because they are just itching for some a little bit more limelight, just like a lot of our local groups. And honestly, I just wholeheartedly just like every other band we have covered here uh locally speaking i think they fucking deserve it man because they work goddamn hard they practice every week even though covid's been going on practice every week they have a lot of time dedicated for this and they have a lot of you know they've even made merch they've done a lot for themselves so i'm i'm hoping that maybe someday they can break through absolutely good shit uh trent what do you have for us today then There we go. I <clears throat> I was on I was still on Spotify. You're good. Um so I haven't listened to much uh of this band or this album really. Um but we were talking about, you know, their older bands and stuff. Um and like I was thinking of like my generation. What is what is one song that can like I think of um that really defines like what we listened to uh back in the day. And there's only one song uh, that I thought of, and it was The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, yeah. Uh, off of the album Beautiful Life. Um, beautiful Lie. Not a, not a, is it, is it Beautiful Lie? Beautiful, a Beautiful Lie, yeah. Beautiful Lie, my bad. Fuck, I'm stupid. <laughs> um, where the hell, I, th I saw it as a Beautiful Life somewhere. Fuck, I'm stupid. Um, doesn't matter. That, I've not delved deep into this album um, but just the song "The Kill." I mean, you've more than likely heard it on the radio. Mm -hmm. that song. If you listen to like ninety-eight or ninety-nine point one, if if you're around the Cleveland area, you've heard it. <laughs> it's on there all the time. Absolutely. Um, but I think they're a lot of a lot of radio stations are changing their sound now, which kind of sucks because, like, I mean, there's like radio stations I have set in my car. That, like, I'm like, I I know I want to listen to this. Now I'm just forced to put on my Bluetooth. Um, but no, it's um, 30 Seconds to Mars is one of those bands like that definitely is something like from, you know, early 2000s. Um, and it's it's Jared Leto. And I think I I don't know if. I don't I don't like Jared Leto's Joker, but yeah, him and 30 Seconds to Mars is really good. And he's um, still and a good actor. Like, don't address he's, he, he's a good actor. Um I know that everyone like 
fucked him over on the Joker thing, but he yeah. is uh, starring in a new movie coming out called uh, The Little Things. The Little Things. Yeah, yeah. it's out I now do. on HBO Max. It's out. Oh, I wish I had HBO do that. I want to. Shauna and I, my girlfriend, we're gonna watch it tonight. Dude, actually, you better tell me how it is because mm-hmm. the cast, just the three people list: Jerry Leto, Rami Malek, and then uh, Denzel. Like, I, I love Denzel. So Denzel Washington Denzel. is like a gem. He's amazing. He's so good. Um, yeah, I'll let you know how that is. Yeah, please do. Um, but no, yeah, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Um, good band, good band from my 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 young in days. The youth. Uh, yeah, but yeah, go, go if if you're thinking like I might know the kill, or maybe if you're like I don't know if I have heard that, go listen to it and you're gonna know the chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, when you hear the chorus, you'll know it. Yeah, like that is if you're like oh shit, like that that brings me back to like. When I wanted to dye my hair black and put my hair over my eyes, and I hated my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the teenage angst is gonna flow back in your brain. Right, the eyeliner yeah. will be like putting on its putting itself on your eyes. There you go. <laughs> You're like, oh no! Comes out of Spotify, just gear taken. Take it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. All right, well, let's conclude this episode. Uh, Trent, Sebastian, and BB, thank you all for joining this episode. Yeah. You, you, BB's not here, but uh, for her, BB, BB, hey, love to see you. All right, we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner Works 808, and we.